The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
the, the renters commission is to advise the city council and the city administrator in matters affecting renters in our city. Uh, so our commission is made up of voting members who are appointed by the mayor and approved by city council, of city council members appointed by the city council, of non-voting liaisons to the uh, Housing and Human Services Advisory Board, HHSAB, of non-voting members representing different landlord positions, uh, perspectives rather, uh, which are to be filled shortly, uh, and of a non-voting representative to the University of Michigan Student Legal Services, SLS. Uh, to speak during any of the public comment opportunities, which will come up later, uh, you will be able to speak through the webinar link or by phone, depending on how you want to do it. For phone access, please call 877-853-5247 uh, and enter meeting ID 935-8080-1941. Uh, 935-8080-1941. Um, you don't need to have signed up in advance. You can just call in. And uh, if you're calling on your phone, press star nine, uh, or if you're on Zoom, use the raise hand feature. And our web link is a2gov.org forward slash renters commission meeting. Each word has a first letter capitalized, renters commission meeting. Uh, you will then be called on by city staff to make your comment. Uh, city staff will indicate when callers have 30 seconds left of their three minute comment period. And after three minutes, they'll be placed on mute. So we can go to the next speaker. So let's move on to roll call, um, item number two. Uh, so please include the city and state you're, call you're calling from. Uh, so we'll start. I'm here. I'm calling from Ann Arbor. Uh, Commissioner Chen. Um, I'm in um, Ann Arbor from my home calling. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Peterson. Hi, I'm calling in from Ann Arbor as well. Wonderful. Commissioner Kelly. Hi, I'm calling in from Ann Arbor. Welcome. Commissioner McCurgy. Hi, calling in from Ann Arbor. Commissioner Cohen-Smith. Here, I'm calling in from New York City. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, Commissioner Redmond. Uh, hi, I'm calling in from Ann Arbor. Great to see you. Commissioner Cato. Commissioner Rumel. Calling in from Ann Arbor Township. Wonderful. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, voting members here. If I counted correctly. Uh, Councilmember Regina. Here in Ann Arbor. Welcome. Uh, and Councilmember Harrison, who has not yet joined us. Just make sure not in attendees. Okay. And our S uh, University of Michigan Student Legal Services liaison, Gail Rosen appear to be here. Okay, uh, our appointed HHSIB liaison, Karen Wanza, not here either. Uh, and then our city staff members present, um, Kristen. Yep, um, and from Ann Arbor. Do I have to, do, are you, do I have to do the roll call for you as well? I don't think so. It's good to acknowledge um, that we're both here just in case anyone is listening in um but okay thank you and welcome um and john riser our city attorney present as well via zoom welcome okay um 
Well, I don't believe we have any of our new members here yet. Uh, I guess the only one that has been officially uh, has officially joined the commission is the council member Harrison. Uh, so I think we can skip over 2A, which is introductions, and move on to 3, approval of uh, our agenda as presented. Uh, do we have a motion to approve our agenda? So moved. Thank you, Nick. Oh, Kristen? Uh, did you have an, was there an amendment for tonight's agenda or? That's right. Uh, thank you. One moment. I totally forgot about that. So I guess I will make, I will motion to amend the agenda. We, we should, we should move and support the agenda first and then, and then can amend it. Yeah. Okay. I see. Thank you, Travis. Excuse me. So, uh, okay. So the emotion, the uh, motion uh, from Nick is do we have a second for the motion to approve the agenda? Okay, uh, seconded by Patrick. Okay, um, all those in favor say yay. Oh, this, this is where you would amend first. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Actually, so you make the motion. So you you move and support it, and that opens it for discussion. So this, in this discussion period before you vote, you could amend it. Gotcha. And then, and then we'll approve as amended. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much. So at this point, I will motion to amend the agenda um, to include one point of discussion on um, uh, U of M student housing study. Um, and I'll explain more about that, but we were invited to participate in the the planning of a housing study. I think there's a group on campus trying to get a grant uh, to do such a study. And they were timely invi invited us to participate. Uh, so is there a second to that motion? Second. Well, second. Okay, I heard Lucy first, so seconded by Lucy. Travis, was there something that I had missed? Is there somewhere you, in, in particular, you would like to put it on the agenda? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. Maybe before planning for the next meeting. Yeah, I, I suppose I could have done this during the reports from commissioners. I, I wasn't used to having that on there, but I guess this maybe requires a bit more of a discussion. Um, yeah, that sounds good, Kristen. So let's see. We'll make it a 6F. 6F, moving, planning for the next meeting, 6G. Okay. Perfect. All right, so seconded by Lucy, I believe. All those in favor of amending the agenda to add this discussion point, say yay. 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 All those opposed, say nay. Okay, the agenda is amended accordingly. And now we vote on the amended agenda. Sorry, this is getting a little technical. Um, and Travis just stopped me if I make another mistake. <laughs> so, uh, do we need another second or do we just go into voting? No, okay. Uh, so all those in favor of adopting this amended agenda say yay. 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 All those uh, opposed say nay. Okay, so that is our agenda as amended. Okay, now we move on to approval of minutes. We have two meetings minutes that uh, need to be approved. Uh, the minutes from September 15th and from November 17th. Uh, so do we have a motion to approve these minutes? 
Second motion. Okay, thank you, Hannah. Second. I'll second. Thanks, Patrick. Okay, uh, all those in favor of approving our previous minutes from those two meetings, say yay. 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 All those opposed, say nay. Okay, so we've approved our previous minutes. Now we move on to our first public comment. Uh, Kristen, would you like to take this over? Sure. Thank you. So for our first public comment, this is an opportunity for members of the public to speak for up to three minutes about any item. If you are watching and you'd like to call in the phone access, please call 877-853-5247 or 888-788-0099 and enter meeting ID 9358080. One nine four one. After you call in, you can press star nine. If you are watching via Zoom, you can use the raise hand feature. So if anyone would like to address the Renters Commission, go ahead and raise your hand now. We'll give it just a minute in case anyone is watching. Um, and we do have a few folks in the waiting room. So we just have a minute. Okay. Um, seeing no callers or hands raised, we'll close first public comment. Thank you, Kristen. So we will move on to our business. Um, now, Kristen, uh, I know that we're supposed to do public or allow for public comment. I guess we agreed in a previous meeting, but for each uh, point of business, is that right? Yeah, so we started doing that a couple of meetings ago, just so that someone doesn't have to um, wait a long time if we're discussing, if they just want to make one comment. So you can open up uh, public comment since we just read the instructions at the beginning of the meeting and then I gave them again. Um, we'll just open up again uh, to offer if anyone would like to uh, address the Renters Commission about uh, the Tenant Education Committee, maybe if they watched the last meeting or something. Sure. Oops. So uh, if you'd like to make a public comment, you can raise your hand about that. Otherwise, um, I think we can give the update. Um, would either, you know, Richa, Hannah, or AJ, uh, would any of you like to give a brief update about what we discussed at that meeting? I can start if you'd like, and then please do chime in if I've missed anything. And of course, we can open it up for discussion with a wider group also. Uh, so on December 6th, I think that was last week, uh, we met, uh, there were about five, I think four or five of us and Kristen, uh, the objective of that meeting was to brainstorm a little bit about what the responsibilities of the Renters Commission subcommittee uh, that would look into tenant education could look like. Because at our previous meeting, we had an agenda item related to subcommittees and there was a comment I think from Gail that it would be nice 
for us to first kind of set some expectations from various subcommittees and then maybe people could opt in once they had a better understanding of what it would really entail to be in those groups so we discussed our own like vision for tenant education materials based on our own experiences based on what other tenants have told us and we agreed that it would be nice to have a packet of tenant education materials that could be available digitally but also printed depending on whatever tenants prefer and this would be an opportunity for tenants to kind of educate themselves on their own time uh, if they had any questions about you know tenants rights and responsibilities at the city level and also at the state level uh, we in particular talked about the tenants rights and duties handbook and the housing code and we agreed that the language in these texts is a little kind of jargony and maybe uh, they're also kind of lengthy they include some information that's maybe less actionable than others so we thought it would be nice to revisit those ourselves and highlight uh, some elements that we feel would be helpful to tenants of course uh, all of this would be reviewed by the larger commission this is just you know few of us and there are some biases i know for myself like i would focus more on some aspects of tenant education uh, but other commissioners might feel differently so this it would be nice to do this as a group exercise as far as possible um, we also discussed that some organizations have already done this well at the state level so maybe we don't want to reinvent the wheel but link people to these documents and we know that the renters commission website is one place where we have a little bit of autonomy over links that can be added and things like that so in terms of next steps one of the things that we thought would be helpful was to compile a list of available resources things like i think zack had mentioned msu has uh, has published a practical guide for tenants and landlords it's digitally available we know that we the people michigan has a know your rights report that was published in 2021 there's also michigan legal help that has its own sections on the website for things like evictions uh, around information on security deposits etc so these are things that could be linked on the website fairly quickly but i think at our end it would be nice if we could just compile what's there and make sure we're doing as thorough as possible as possible a job of identifying what's already out there and then as i mentioned kind of reviewing these the two documents ourselves the tenants rights and duties handbook the housing code and seeing what we can highlight i think zack had mentioned it's important to advertise these things properly in like formats that are a little more attractive and easy to comprehend so um you know maybe share quick highlights and then direct people to the source documents like a link or a qr code or something but just a primer would be nice to share with people uh digitally and offline and lastly we also discussed meeting once more because you know this was our first attempt at drafting a process uh, so sometime before the next january 19th meeting maybe we could all regroup see if these what we set out to do is actually like manageable if we need to adjust maybe we can do that as well but i'll pause here and allow the others to chime in uh i thought that was fairly complete i can only uh 
add one item that may be of interest, um, and, and Kristen may be better to actually explain this, but there is the matter as it relates to updating of the handbook. There is a timeline associated with that, and Kristen, you may want to walk us briefly through that in terms of how the council would have to approve it. So with updating the handbook, there's kind of two parts. There's updating the handbook to um, am like amend the charter to be able to update the handbook freely. And then there's the matter of updating the handbook to include um, the new section of chapter 105 that was just passed. So the charter amendment is a long-term uh, thing for the renters commission to tackle. It's definitely doable, but it will just probably take about a year and a half from now. Um, but to include the new section, that's something that staff has been talking about. Um, we've been trying to think about what would be efficient um, to be able to provide to landlords and tenants, because right now the city has copies that have like a folded section of the of ELO kind of stuffed into it. And then there are copies that have it printed in there, I believe. Um, and there are like over a thousand or possibly thousands of printed copies like that. So we've been um, brainstorming about what's efficient, um, good use of like resources from a sustainability perspective or staff time. Um, so that's kind of new. We, we didn't really talk about that um, with a small group, but um, if anyone has any ideas, uh, we welcome them. <laughs> Well, I think this is something that the education committee is going to have to discuss further um, and read through the charter to see what exactly can be changed, because I know that there are guidelines. Um, and uh, just so everyone is aware, some of the more recent updates to the city, to the housing code in particular, are not in here. Um, the, the, amend, the amendment that took place to the early leasing ordinance is not in here, neither is the recently adopted uh, right to renew ordinance which is one of the main reasons why uh, I think it's important to try to update this as soon as possible. Yeah, I believe right now the copy that gets, um, I believe the copy that gets distributed if someone comes to the clerk's office has just like a stapled printout folded, um, but it's not attached to it. Oh. It's possible that a copy doesn't, but I uh, think that that's what, uh, we're doing currently. Riser, do you have a comment about? Uh, yes, it's, you know, it's in the charter, which means it's hard to change. You got to go to the vote of the people before you allowed us to change the font or the color of the paper or whatever. <clears throat> so, right, or, right. Um, so I'll put my hand down. Uh, landlords have asked whether they can supply it online or as a PDF attachment. And I don't know if that would hinder tenants or if that would help them. Um, maybe you could, we could do something where landlords either embed it in their lease or send it as an attachment or landlords put it on their websites where people pay or maybe we make them available at the rental housing 
offices or maybe we put them in city hall um but they're you know our charter drives how they're to be distributed and what's to be included in them and who can say what and where it has to be in the in the uh handbook and you folks have probably looked at all of that I just wanted to put this out here that if you haven't read this little booklet, I would encourage that you do so. Uh, you can get a free copy at, on the second floor of um, City Hall, or you can send me an email and I can mail one. I know Kristen also offered, um, doesn't really matter, but we can get these. I have got quite a few. We can get these out to everybody. Um, I know that some tenants I've spoken to are only receiving the digital version and not a physical copy already. So. I guess it'd be interesting to hear what the, is there a policy of enforcement for the city in terms of no. digital versus physical? No, they're required to do physical. And if we don't know about it, we don't know about it. Okay. Uh, it's you not like we're, it's yeah. not like we're giving them a pass on it. We just don't know that it's happening. That gotcha. Uh, and is there, I know for the early leasing ordinance violations there was something on the rental housing services um website about how to report those violations do you know of any do you know what the procedure is for reporting violations of not uh, of uh, not providing these um well yeah i think it's a chat i'm got two computers going so <laughs> i think i think it's a it would be a chapter 105 civil infraction uh oh. Would those complaints go to rental housing services to to Janet or like general staff? Probably, probably, probably start there. You know, that's something we could definitely add to the Renters Commission webpage. Yeah, thank you, Lucy. Yeah, question about the um, changing the charter procedure on that. I just, I don't know a lot about it. And since John Reiser and Kristen are here, you guys probably know, is, is it possible in terms of the procedure, is it that the city council would have to vote um, to propose the amendment and then it has to go to election? And then uh, a sub question to that is that, is it possible to call a special election out of time of the, the general and the midterm so that we can get it done sooner than a year and a half? Uh Probably those elections can be pretty expensive. So um, I don't know if you, the answer. <clears throat> I think, is it possible? Um, yes, possible. Yeah, I think um, a good, um, why this item is a good fit for a November election is that a lot of the city's renting population lives in the city at that time. Um, a special election would take place sort of in the summer. So um, that's something to consider. And then like John Reiser said, cost of administering an election is substantial. And city council would have to support the special election. That's a great question for process. Agreed. I saw that uh, council member Harrison just joined us. Um, should we do the introductions after this discussion point, maybe? What do you think, Kristen? Um, either is fine now that we're on the spot a little bit, if we want to take a quick pause. That's sure. Fine. Nick, is it, uh, do you mind waiting on that or is it important? 
Urgent. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, I think we all need to welcome Councilmember Harrison to the commission. We're very excited to have you on here. And uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself, and I guess we can go around and do a round of introductions as well. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I apologize um, that I was late this evening. I just came back from a listening session um, for unarmed crisis response. So, uh, but I'm excited to be here tonight. And uh, yeah, I'm Cynthia Harrison. I um, newer new council member. <laughs> it's been a long day uh, in Ward One. Um, boy, today was like this was my fullest day back to back. But this is what I've been really looking forward to. Anyhow, uh, yes, Ward One. I was born and raised in Ann Arbor. Uh, only lived here in Ann Arbor, which is slightly unusual. But you know, here I am. So. Um, I'm a mother, I'm a wife. Um, I, let's see, um, I've, I've done a lot of work, uh, volunteerism in the area of um, criminal legal reform and um, well, well that basically with the intersection of um, our criminal legal, um, criminal legal reform and mental illness and substance use disease and basically how they all intersect with one another. So, um, just really happy to be here. Um, very passionate about renters here in Ann Arbor. I've had um, um, loved ones with uh, not the greatest experiences, and so um, had to, to navigate some some situations. So I'm really happy to be here. Uh, it's one of my um, number one choices. I think this one and ICPOC. So I was fortunate to get um, you know to uh, be approved for both this one and ICPOC. So I'm excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I appreciate that you still came even after a very long day. Um, so I think we can quickly go around and give a quick introduction of ourselves. Um, you know me, uh, Zachariah. I'm the chair of the commission. I work for Michigan Medicine and Research, uh, but in, over the past two years, I've gotten pretty involved in renters' rights. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'll pass it off to, uh, let's see, we can just do popcorn style, I guess. Hannah. Hi, um, so nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Hannah. I am a second year law student at U of M. Um, I live in Ward 4, and I am really excited that this commission exists because a lot of my law student friends are very stressed about renting right now. Mm -hmm. I'll pop to Patrick. Hi, uh, my name is Patrick Kelly. Uh, I've been a renter in Ann Arbor since 2008. Um, live here with my wife and uh, four-year-old son. Uh, I'm a public health professional with about 11 years of experience working in the field of public health and uh, went to the University of Michigan School of Public Health um, from 2008 to 2010. And I'm very interested in, in health policy and, and health equity and housing and uh, renters' issues. So uh, happy to be here and, and welcome. You can popcorn off to some uh, someone else in the commission, please. Uh, let's go to Lucy. It's been a while since I've done popcorn. <laughs> Hi, Lucy. It's great to... Um have you on the commission. Um, I am a PhD student at the University of Michigan. I've been doing some 
renters advocacy work for a couple of years, some tenant counseling and some legislative work. What else am I supposed to say? Oh, I'm vice chair of this commission. That's the other thing. And I will pass it to Gail. Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Gail Rosen. I am a housing attorney with Student Legal Services, and I am a li liaison to you on this committee. Um, Travis. I, I don't think I need to introduce myself to <laughs> Kelly, but I am the council member from Ward 3 and the other liaison to this body. Um, we'll go over to Nick. Uh, I am already well acquainted with Council Member Harrison, and I am a huge fan, and I am so happy that uh, she is joining us on the commission. Hello, Cynthia. Hi, Nick. <laughs> oh, I will bop uh, Richa. Hi, Cynthia. This is Richa. I have been a resident of Ann Arbor for about I think three years now. Uh, I work at the School of Public Health as research staff. Uh, and yeah, this is my second year probably just doing some tenant advocacy work. I first got connected with tenants rights groups through Lucy, who was, who was in the Geo Housing Caucus last year chairing that. And yeah, it's been a good experience just learning about my rights in the process. I'll pass it on to Dandan. Thank you. Hi, thank you. I'm Dan Dan. Um, I'm a community member of Avalon Housing. And uh, I think I've still uh, learn, try to learn as much as I could. Thank you. Um, anyone else? Is there anyone else? Um, uh, yes, AJ. Oh, CJ. Okay. CJ. <laughs> Sorry, CJ. CJ. <laughs> thank you. Hi, Cynthia. Welcome. Uh, I'm A.J. Redmond. Uh, I'm a resident of Ann Arbor. I own a home here. I was previously a renter and very passionate about renters' issues. In my, in my spare time, I do some marketing consultant. I'm kind of retired from corporate career in marketing, and so enjoying my recent move to Ann Arbor. I've been a resident here now for about two and a half years. But welcome to the commission. Look forward to working with you. Thank you. Is there anybody else who hasn't introduced themselves who'd like to? Okay. Um, well, going. If, yeah, welcome again. Uh, we're Thank you so much. Thank you all. <laughs> um, and back to the discussion. Uh, we were on point. Uh, let's see. We were still on six A, six A, which is uh, the tenant education committee update, um, which is one of the committees we formed. Uh, to try to to talk about how we want to educate tenants in the city about their rights. Um, and Nick, you had your hand up, if you still remember. Yes, I do. So my, my question was, and I think this came up before, but forgive me if I um, can't remember. Was there some anecdotal feedback about how tenants um, preferred to receive the rights in tenants whether it was electronically or, or on paper or which was more effective. And of course, I realize the charter issue, but in terms of which has more impact, do we have some feedback on that? Uh, 
I believe it depends on different people. For lots of people, um, they might need the um, paper because it's not that easy for them mm -hmm. to have the whole set of the documents. Mm -hmm. But for lots of people, I think it really doesn't matter. Whichever is convenient could be convenient. It, not much different for me. I think I'm okay with either one. Mm -hmm. yeah. As long as I could have that one, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Dan. Travis? Yeah, I, I have a question um, more for Attorney Riser, maybe, although I might be putting him on the spot as I see him talking into his phone. Um, I um, wondered if one of the potential shorter term solutions to getting the guide updated is potentially just appointing some members to the the committee as currently established in the charter and and having them make some updates and then still pursuing the charter change if we want to change the way that this process happens in the future yeah. um I, I i think that would work so if you look in the charter you know we have a chat on this i was going to uh control c Control V it into the chat, but I don't know that we have a chat on here, right? We don't know. No, sorry, no. Um, you could share your screen um, if you'd like. No, no, no. So if you, well, maybe I. All right. Um, no pressure. You, you can also read it. No, no, no. I have this. It's very. It's like the world's worst, longest paragraph. So in 1911, it talks about distribution of booklets and how they have to do that. So 1911 in our charter talks about the distribution of the booklets. Um, it also talks about um, enforcement under the charter. If a, if a person fails to supply a, a, a tenant with a booklet, that's a misdemeanor punishable by a fine of up to $500. And that's put, but may not be punished in jail. But there's also under section uh, in our housing code, we also talk about the booklets. <clears throat> and uh, how about the about how they're required? So there's a little bit of redundancy between the charter and eight five one thirty. Um, that's a little different than what you're talking about. I think uh, Council Member Redina about. Uh, um, You muted yourself, then. Yeah, and I did mute because I was asking some folks in my house to be quiet. Um, so, uh, yeah, could you ask the question again? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wondered if, I mean, if we're trying to get some some updates made to the booklet now while we pursue the charter amendment as well, I believe that the charter would allow for us to appoint people to this body. Um, from what I can tell, I mean. I think this is something we should pursue reforming anyway. I think the terms of these people, as I'm reading it, are for as long as the person wants, um, once they get appointed, um, unless a new mayor takes over and then replaces them, but the current mayor can't. It, it, it's a weird, it's a very weird process that doesn't exist anywhere else in the city. Um, but um, I just wonder if if we want to make some quicker updates, if, this, if we're looking at a year-long process to update the charter and to potentially maybe change the way that this book is written, 
we could appoint a, a new tenants and whatever the group is called, um, this new body or this body to start making updates, correct? Well, yeah, but there are, there are but council the, way, the way it's written, I mean, generally there are three sections. There's the landlord portion that they write, the, the tenant organization section that someone writes, and then there's the stuff that the city attorney writes. So, so we, it could be rewritten. There wouldn't be any reason that we couldn't rewrite it with dispatch. Uh, is that what you're asking? Am, am I right on that, Kristen? We can, re, we can rewrite it, we can republish it, uh, we can get them out to landlords so that they can physically give them to their tenants. We can let them know that uh, if you don't give these out, it's potentially, a, 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 you're gonna get a, a ticket. Um, so make sure you get them out. Um, you're saying you're saying that we can um, just like print new ones to include eight five thirty eight five three one because it's housing yeah. code and it references housing code. Yeah, but we could but we could do more than just include five thirty five thirty one. We could include whatever we want to include with respect to what's in that booklet. I mean, other than we can't we can't edit the landlord's portion. But we could. This body also couldn't edit the tenants portion. Because of course. They, yeah, but but the city could edit their portion as well. Right, that's exactly right. And and you know, as the guy who had a hand in in, in that, I'd be open to what people think should be in there, tenants, landlords, but in our section. So getting it getting it edited and getting it printed is the easy part. Getting it change the charter change so that it can be emailed or pdf or posted is a trickier part because that takes a, a vote of the people now <coughs> um I, i'd be curious as to what method tenants would prefer do they all want a, a written copy or do nowadays do they want something pdf on their phones on their computers What would meet the needs of most tenants? Because I have had landlords ask if they can just email it. Yeah, and I, I totally understand why. I think that there's pros and cons, obviously, with both formats. Um, but before I go on with that, I just wanted to make sure everyone understood that what's being referenced here, the like there's a committee which that's, that's talking about that's being talked about, which is different than our tenants education committee. In the charter, it's outlined how to make changes to the to the booklet and that requires that the mayor appoint people to a like rights and duties of tenants committee um that would be formed which is totally separate from our tenants education committee just to make sure that everyone understands what's going on and um that process is outlined in the city charter so you can go through that and control f rights and duties of tenants and read about that process um i don't want to spend too much time on this discussion since we do have the tenants education committee where we can have longer discussions about it but just on the format uh, question, I do want to mention that um, I think that for the paper version, um, this, you know, that might be more accessible for older people who might not use technology as much. Uh, but and I think it also stands out to people as well when they're handed a booklet rather than just like a small link and a pile of digital documents, et cetera. 
Um, however, if it's provided to someone digitally, then someone mentioned to me that you have it forever as opposed to, okay, you have this booklet, you throw it away, you don't have it anymore. Although having digital copies readily available online would be really great. I know that we do have a digital copy of this online, but it's not super easy to find. I'll pass it off to Lucy. Yeah, thanks for the clarification about the the mayor's committee, Zachariah. That actually helps a lot. And okay, so I'm I think I'm clear on the situation now, which is that for the charter amendment, really we don't need the charter amendment to change the content of the handbook. We just need that to change the format of delivery. Right. Okay, I think that's important. I think everybody should have both because we don't know who people are and tenants are um, highly undereducated about their rights. So I think it's a more is more kind of situation. But uh, to the tenant education subcommittee, I would I think this would also be a, a charter change. I would recommend that that responsibility be taken out of the hands of landlords. Uh, just anecdotally from from the many, many tenants that I've spoken to in this city, not one of them has ever received a hard copy of this book. And I think, uh, you know, our priority is is tenants knowing their rights. It would be great if landlords um, followed this law. But as as John was saying at the beginning, it's pretty difficult to enforce. Would probably be better to have that be the city's responsibility rather than the landlord's responsibility uh, in terms of actually um, getting tenants to stand up for themselves and, and to be able to enforce renters rights in this city. Thanks, Lucy. Any other comments or questions about this before we move on to our next point of business? Just one final question. Where, what are you talking about? The charter has a committee that talks about revising it or what committee are you, were you talking about Travis and Zach? Because I've got 19 up and it talks about the authors. The, the yeah, there is a tenants rights and duties booklet committee uh comprised of three landlord advocates and three tenant advocate right authors. and that i don't know the last time that group has was actually appointed or met my guess is that it wasn't recent um but it there also it also describes kind of the term in there which is that their term is until they resign or until the mayor who appointed them is replaced and the next mayor could replace them it's a it's a strange process um but it i think it's something that would be an alternative if we do need to make some updates more quickly is to potentially reappoint a body and ask them to get to work thanks anything else on the tenant education committee update if not, then we will move on to 6-B, uh, an update from our Right to Renew Committee. I see my name's here. I th think we haven't met yet, um, but we're planning on doing that, I think, the next couple of weeks, or at least in January, I think. Um, and the purpose of this committee is to talk about how Right to Renew is going to be enforced, um, since you know the, there is a process for early leasing ordinance, the amended early leasing ordinance violations. Uh, laid out on the website, but I there hasn't yet been a procedure set up uh, established for the right to renew violations once that's uh, enforced. Um, anything else to add there for the people who are in that group before we meet? 
Nick? The, the only thing that I would add, I agree with everything you said, we do plan to meet and uh, and tackle that issue. And there are two aspects to enforcement. One is the city's role, and the other is the role of private attorneys such as myself, uh, Ms. Rosen, and uh, we've been uh, had some other talks about what uh, we can do to try to get some rulings from the courts on some of the open questions. And hopefully we can find the right way to harmonize both what the city does and what tenants can do through uh, the legal system. Thank you very much, Nick. Um, if anyone would like to join that group and um, talk about how we're going to try to roll out the enforcement and make sure that everybody's aware of how, what the law is and how it's going to be enforced, you know, landlords, tenants, everybody, um, please just shoot me an email or you can speak up now as well. But uh, unless there's anyone else who wants to make a comment on that, we'll move on to our next piece of business, which is uh, 6-C, approval of the 2023 Renters Commission regular meeting calendar. Pass it over to Kristen. So this item is just approval of um, your meeting calendar for next year. So if we're, if you'd like to stick with the third Thursday at 7.30, those dates are included in your packet. Or if you'd like to see the dates, I can share my screen. Um, if there's any, oh, perfect. Um, comment or discussion about it. There are a couple of other days available to the Renters Commission for their regular televised meetings, but unfortunately, um, none of them are after like business hours. Um, we have a couple of 4 p.m. slots on Thursdays, and then there is a 3 p.m. on Tuesdays, but I believe there were some conflicts uh, with that last time we looked at it. So, need uh, a motion, someone to move to approve it, and then a second, and then um, a voice vote. I can motion to approve. I can second. All right. Um, all in favor of approving Wait. the 2023 calendar as presented. Oh, go ahead. Question. I, I have no issues with the schedule. Um, is there any sentiment toward meeting, changing to in-person meetings after the first of the year? And is there anything we need to do, like city approval, Travis, um, in that regard? I did. Oh, or Kristen? Um, I did um, ask, again, kind of put out there that the Renters Commission may be interested in meeting in person. I know that the rules have changed a little bit uh, related to masking policy and social distancing related to COVID-19 at City Hall at public meetings, I believe. So with those changes, um, I asked again, um, but I haven't heard back yet, so I anticipate um, an answer before your next meeting. Thanks, Kristen. I appreciate following up on that. Sure. So I, I don't have any further comment. I'm prepared to vote in favor of the motion. All right. So um, those in favor of approving the meeting calendar as presented for um, Zoom meetings at this time. Um, on the third Thursday of each month at 7.30, can say aye. 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 And then those opposed? Okay. Approved. 
I'll send out calendar invites um, the next within the next week or so. And then the next item on the agenda for your approval tonight is your work plan um, that you've been working to refine over the last several meetings. Um, Zachariah, do you have that handy to share your screen? And I can pull it up. Yeah, one moment. Thanks. So this would be to approve the work plan as presented, or if you'd like to make any um, changes we could do as amended and then it would be approved for you for the coming year and it would also be um, sent over to city council as a communication of a report and then at the end of next year uh, this group would report to city council kind of reflecting on your year and the work plan Any comments on priority level or item or anything that we could uh, make a change to? If not, we could do a motion to approve as presented. Lucy. Yeah, I'm wondering why um, in the enforcement for Chapter 105 would be under Commissioner Education. That doesn't seem quite right to me. I think that loops back to the tenant education committee a little bit um, with some uh, like goals to inform on like what tenants like have uh, have valid complaints about what their landlord is supposed to be doing, um, things like that. So we could change the language there. Um, but I think it was uh, coming from that perspective. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and I agree. And I, I recall that what we're going to talk about is try to have um, a collaborative educational session with city staff set up at one point that would help us understand what their role would be in enforcement uh, to better inform the enforcement committee. I that If I understand your question, Lucy, that's why I think that's under uh, commission education. We can do, um, we can add something about with city staff here. I think you're right, Nick, so that the group has a good understanding to be able to provide those tenant resources. Um, cool, okay. I mean, I think the other thing we wanted to do was, was provide feedback to the city attorney's office to make enforcement more effective because there's a lot of issues with the right to renew and ELO and a lot of other the tenants rights handbook. I mean, that's why we were talking about forming the enforcement committee. So that's, that's not so much commissioner education as it is uh, like collaboratively working with the city staff and the city attorney. That's my Regina. Yeah, I, I just want to point out there's also if you scroll up to the top section there, uh, the third bullet point also might address some of 
what Commissioner Peterson's bringing up because it's also under under there as establishing and supporting the enforcement process. I don't know if that's what you were looking for, Commissioner Peterson. I think based on our conversation the last time, the enforcement committee was more generalized than just right to renew, and I don't see that reflected in the work plan. I think I and I could be wrong. I, I I'm I, I think everybody's a little bit losing track of what committees exist, and what committees don't exist, which is understandable because we've discussed a lot of things. Um I think that so so far there isn't a, a broad enforcement committee that meets that is planning to meet. The only enforcement committee that I'm aware of is the right to renew enforcement committee that's just talking about how to get that specifically enforced. However, I could imagine that just being, you know, after we it addresses right to renew being turned broadly into an, just like enforcement committee. But I could be wrong. So Kristen, please correct me if I misspoke. I think that's correct. I think everyone's um, comment so far, like, is accurate. I'm wondering how to best reflect that in the work plan. How how you want to how you like to like specify these if you'd like for them to be more defined in the work plan or if if you're okay with them being generalized in the work plan, like with the understanding that there's some other steps that go with each point. It's up to the group a little bit. Um, I think, I mean, I, I, I think that the, I, I see enforcement processes regarding ELO and right to renew. And then of course the, um, owner occupied rentals part, like all in the rental housing reform. I think that's like, I agree generally what we've talked about it. I'd be fine if it was clear in case we expanded in other areas for to say like establish and support enforcement process for chapter 105 sections, in particular section 8531, right to renew, like if we want it more generalized just to make it expand. But I, I do think right now it does reflect, as everyone was saying, what everything we've talked about. Um, but if we think it should be clear for city council to see, I don't know. And I think that, you know, these sections here, these were, made before we had talked about committees and and all that so i my understanding is that these individual points aren't necessarily like it's not like all of these are necessarily going to a certain committee i my idea what I, my thinking my understanding i guess is that these individual uh, actions uh would be assigned to different committees um wherever it's appropriate i, I guess because we don't have like a rental housing reform and legislation committee I think that was just kind of a, a broad category of these items. Yep, I think that's correct. I think um, they could go to specific committees or um, work that the commission completes as a whole. Lucy, was there something that you wanted to see changed? I thought Hannah's suggestion was really good. Okay, Hannah, do you mind repeating that, please? Yeah, just that um, we could change the third one down 
to say something like establish and support enforcement processes for chapter one of five, in particular the right to renew one, just in case we want to sure more than just right to renew, which like I said, I don't think we are right now, but if we're worried that that would stop us from doing so later, then we can just capture it more and still highlight that. I see. So just broadening it to just parts of chapter 105, right? Is that right? Um, well, I want to make sure I hit on what Lucy was worried about if we're ta- if we want to talk about other aspects of it. I still think we want to prioritize right to renew, but if there are other things Lucy's thinking of that need to be captured. Travis, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. So what I'm hearing, just to make sure we're all on the same page and Hannah, correct me if um we're wrong or i'm wrong is there would potentially be an amendment to to modify that third bullet to establish and support enforcement process for chapter 105 comma specifically section 8 colon 531 right to renew would that is that covering what you were looking for yes that's a clearer way of saying it thank you Rachel. I I agree with what Lucy said and what Hannah like reiterated. I just had a question. So if it could be made even broader, just to say enforcement process for like rental housing and specifically prioritizing chapter 105, section 8531, because I just, for example, noticed that there is information around short-term rentals in chapter 97. And as we get, if we get complaints around, you know, violations when it comes to acquiring licenses for those things, like, is does the work plan cover that somewhere? Like, if we were, my my guess is also that we already have an enforcement process for that, so maybe it doesn't even fall into this the first initiative, but it's more around tenant education that if you um, if you find that your landlord is you know, actually renting out the apartment on a short-term basis without having appropriate permissions, what can you do? So my question is just that there might be something outside chapter 105. And as long as we all agree that that is a possibility and we would still keep prioritizing those issues, I'm fine with, you know, keeping it as is or just saying enforcement process for like rental housing. I like that idea. I don't see a downside to not putting it broader and just say like enforcement process for, yeah, local renting laws focusing on this here. I think that sounds good to me. Yeah, I agree. I I have nothing against that. I, I think it really comes down to what we actually do and start discussing in the committees. Um, that's really important, but yeah, that change is fine. So you'd like to amend it to read um, establish and support enforcement process for chapter 105, comma, specifically section 8531, right to renew? 
observe. I think specifically prioritizing, because we're not just limiting it to that, but we're going to prioritize that. Okay. I'm wondering if there's anything else that people wanted to see changed about this. Maybe in the stakeholder education section in 2023, we want to bump up tenant landlord handbook update. Like right now it's in possible future projects as the second bullet point. But if we want to convey to city council also as they review the work plan that we want to work on it. So it's kind of in okay shape for like election time. We can I'd propose adding that to our table. Seems to make sense to me since we've discussed it quite a bit. Anything else? Um, I, I guess I'm just wondering if we want to uh, maybe make the eviction piece maybe a little more broad and in, in sort of understanding uh, sort of what, what eviction looks like within Ann Arbor and then, you know, exploring uh, diversion programs or uh, interventions that we want to imp implement. You're referring to this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, I think, as well. Yeah, that's actually really important that we <laughs> thoroughly understand what eviction looks like in our city. Mm -hmm. And also look at eviction diver diversion programs. That makes total sense. So with these changes, is there a move, um, a motion to approve the work plan? Yeah, I'll motion to approve it uh, with the three changes we discussed. The change up here, making it clear that it's regarding enforcement of the, uh, ch chapter 105, uh, section eight generally. Um, but prioritizing right to renew uh, 531. The change here regarding tenant landlord handbook update, putting that inside the table and making this broader to understanding eviction in the city of Ann Arbor and also researching eviction diversion programs elsewhere. So that's the motion I make. I'll <laughs> uh, second. Um, those in favor say aye. 
Aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right, I will make those changes and I'll send it out to the group. Um, and then also it will be in a communication to city council. I realize also that we didn't open the public comment for this item or our previous item. So if there is anyone um, watching or listening who would like to address the renters commission on either of those items, um, you can call in now or you can use the raise hand feature from your computer. That was about the work plan, the priorities of the renters commission. Um, or the I will close it um, and then move on to the next item. We do have a general public comment at the end. Um, also, if anyone wants to speak to the renters commission then. Okay, um, moving on to the next item, 6E, we have um, discussed setting a working session schedule or process. When I watched the, uh, the meeting recording for your last meeting, there was a lot of interest in um, having some time set aside for the Renters Commission to have some of the discussions that um, sometimes get uh, maybe cut short at these meetings just because you've had so much business lately. So I wanted to ask if you're interested in having a regular working session or if you'd like to schedule those on an ad hoc basis. Um, the Planning Commission in the City of Ann Arbor holds a regular working session um, just on a different Tuesday than their regular meeting. So that's an option um, because the meetings wouldn't need to be televised. You'd have a lot of availability. Um, or if you want to do them kind of on an ad hoc basis, that's fine. There's an opportunity to discuss that. I guess uh, my initial reaction um, is I think I'd probably be inclined to keep maybe the working meeting more ad hoc, uh, given that it seems like we want to push a lot of other work to smaller uh, commissions or committees within the commission that seem like they'll be meeting kind of on a more regular basis. So maybe keeping those, uh, uh, now I'm losing track of uh, all the proper vernacular for this, but the the uh, working meeting may be more ad hoc and the, maybe the subcommittee meetings will be more regular, but open to other thoughts as well. Yeah, I think this is a little bit different than what you're suggesting, but I think we could use more support in scheduling and setting up our committee meetings. There's a lot of committees, it's kind of unclear who's bottom lining the scheduling and stuff like that. So I don't know if there's a way for staff to support or, or maybe you could just like sketch out a good process for us that we can follow. I feel like uh, some things are slipping through the cracks because of that. Sure. Um, I just agree with what 
I agree. That sounded like disagree. I just agree with what Patrick was saying. I think ad hoc would be good for now. I'm a fan of regular meetings, but I think maybe that would work better for us in the future um, when there's more traction from the subcommittees to, I, I like the idea of this in between though, of like maybe at some point subcommittees would have work and then there can be this broader working session to do more, more of the discussion. So it doesn't feel like things are ping ponging between subcommittees and the general meetings too much. And so I like the idea of that, but I like ad hoc for now until that seems like a more regular need. I just wanted to say I agree with Patrick as well. Um, thank you. It sounds like uh, maybe um, like a monthly-ish check-in with the group to see if you'd like an ad hoc meeting maybe in the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe after a week or two after each regular meeting, check in with the group and see uh, what the temperature is for a working session. That would give a little bit of time for your small groups to meet and see if there's anything uh, bigger that you'd like to work on. When I looked um, last week, this group met, I think it will 12 times since July when you started. So, um, a working session in addition to your regular meeting, I think is, uh, like on trend with your amount of meetings. So, um, cool. I'll check in, um, in the next couple of weeks and get that scheduled. I'll turn it back over to um, Zachariah for that um, added item. Thank you. Um, and thank you for helping with the agenda today, Kristen. It's very helpful. So I recently attended uh, a panel regarding affordable housing. And there I met uh, someone named Jameson Komen. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. And he's at the School of Public Health. He's a manager of a new program there regarding um, uh, housing and uh, the, the intersection of housing and, and public health. So it sounds a lot like what Patrick's uh, educated and interested in. So that's cool. Um, and I had, the I had a conversation with him afterward, but uh, he informed me that they're interested in, um, let's see, uh, in doing a new research project um, using a grant from, I guess, the, the Ginsburg Community Driven Grant from the University of Michigan. And um, they invited us to participate in that, but we'd have to let them know soon if the Renters Commission is interested in having any participation and collaboration with it, with this. Um, it looks like, let me, see, let me take a look. Oops. Looks like so far we have um, associate professor uh, from the School of Public Health, who's a PI principal investigator. Um, Jameson, the program manager of housing solutions for health equity, also from public health, 
Mark Simmons, uh, program manager of um, uh, Beyond the Diag. Uh, so that's also the University of Michigan and the potentially the Ann Arbor Renters Commission. Of course, I know they put my info here, but anybody on this commission who would like to participate, if we choose to go ahead with this, would be welcome to do so. Uh, also central student government. And the project narrative that they're proposing is how the proposed project, uh, oh no, let me take a look. I haven't actually thoroughly read through this yet. I only got this today. <laughs> uh, let me just keep it there. We can all just read through it. Scroll down here. Sorry if you don't read everything here. So it looks like it's centered on um, researching, obviously, off-campus student housing uh, with two aims, to examine the housing and neighborhood conditions of current U of M students and compare it to existing resources determining geographic gaps in services. Uh, it looks like they're going to use um, university data for that, which is really cool. And their second aim, to examine the housing needs of U of M students living off campus, you'll conduct two focus groups, undergraduate and graduate students. Um, yeah. Could you could you go back up for a moment? I think of course. Well, they mentioned the I think the role of the Renters Commission. Oh yeah, they're here. There we are. Yeah, that is. Oh. Um, or maybe it's just describing what the Renters Commission is. Oh, there we go. Mm. Yeah, I don't see exactly. So are we oh, the community yeah. partner then here? Yeah, in number three? exactly. Exactly. So we would be involved with the planning, implementation, and dissemination of the study in different capacities. Um, we present findings to the Ann Arbor Renters Commission to facilitate discussions on how students are shaping the existing rental market within the area and potential policy solutions. So it sounds like a, there's a pretty low amount of required effort going into this. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if he's if, if the door is open to more participation. If uh, that's mm -hmm. that would be helpful to them, but I was really excited to mm -hmm. get the email, um, and I can send this on to everybody else as well. But they're asking yeah. if if we wanted to sign on to this. And what's the time frame for when they would need a decision from us? By good question. Monday, the 19th of January, I think. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Monday, the 19th of December. <laughs> so I'm glad we got this on the agenda for today. Uh, so we kind of have to make up our minds as to whether or not we want to participate. I'm sorry to spring this on you last minute here. I only got this uh, this afternoon. 
I can put anything I mean, back up on the screen if that's helpful or, or email it out to you right now. Um, I mean, I think it seems like a, a great opportunity. I guess I'd like to, to know more. Um, uh, I, I, I'm familiar with, with the, the work of the, the PI. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, this, this would be a good opportunity to work with her on, on this um, topic. I'm wondering if maybe we could sort of tentatively accept with the, you know, the opportunity to maybe have a discussion with them or a phone call to learn more about how they envision us fitting into the project. Most definitely. Any other thoughts? Richard? This, I mean, I agree with what Patrick said, but just another comment on their proposal that I feel like they could include the graduate employees organization as an important like stakeholder. I don't know. It just seems like the, the grad school, grad student body is represented by them or RSG. Like I, if they want student experiences, my advice to them would be to also actively engage with those groups. But I agree with what Patrick said about renters commission, which is that, yeah, if we had more information, it would be helpful because it's not clear to me exactly what they want. Do they just want to present at our meetings at a later stage, like once the reports are ready, or do they need us to facilitate some thing, like some outreach? That's all. Yeah, I, I, my brief impression was that they need a community partner as part of the proposal. So we would be kind of engaged throughout the process to help inform their direction and then also hear the results and maybe help them try to kind of share the results with the broader community that we serve. But is this, is this an internal U of M funding source or was the Ginsburg something? Yeah, it's the Other. Edward Ginsburg Center. It's part of University of Michigan. Mm -hmm. okay. Student life is my understanding. Um, it does um, seem like there's not a huge amount of effort that we would need to put into this. Um, but it, he said in the email that um, if you're interested in, in like forming this partnership, um, they would want us to sign on by Monday. Although I do agree with you, Richa, that um, Central Student Government, which is the only student organization on here, um, is more representative, I think, of undergrads. It would make sense to suggest to them that they include either Ross, or sorry, excuse me, Rackham Student Government <laughs> um, or uh, GEO. So, uh, oh, go ahead, Patrick, I saw you. I guess I was just wondering if um, what what exactly they would need from us uh, in terms of a, a commitment by Monday is do they need like a kind of a letter, an official like letter of support or just our verbal uh, agreement that we would uh, uh, be interested in collaborating? I think they're looking for us to sign uh this here this form yeah, okay 
And the project title is Housing Needs in the Neighborhood Environments of University of Michigan Off-Campus Students. I think it sounds really great. I mean, we have a stake in the outcomes of this research, knowing this information. So for that reason, I'm inclined to sign on to it. But I agree with Richa that it's not clear what they're asking of us exactly. Yeah, I'm wondering, I mean, it seems like Patrick, you're, you're very interested in this. Uh, Richa and Lucy, perhaps, uh, maybe we could set up uh, a Zoom call with the person who sent this to me, Jameson, and talk about that together, if you are interested before Monday. I know it's kind of a last minute thing, but would you would you four be interested? I guess that includes myself. You three be interested in doing that. Richard? In Could we try the tentatively accept step that Patrick mentioned and then like in case the next three days for some reason don't work out for a call, extend it to whatever time period soon so that we can still have that conversation and iron out some more details. Uh, just so we don't, like, for whatever reason, if some if a call doesn't get set up by Monday, we can still keep this conversation going. I agree. Okay. Um, does anybody oppose that plan? of us just tentatively accepting, but asking to meet first, uh, hopefully before we sign in, you know, turn in any paperwork. Um, but if that's not possible, we'll go ahead with the partnership and just try to meet as soon as possible with Jameson. Okay. I guess, do we need to get official guidance on how we sign for something? Is that, Zachariah, are you able to sign officially for the whole commission if we do get to that stage and does the city need to uh what's the word uh do we need a, a uh, name what's the witness of someone uh, signing <laughs> <that come? laughs> he, has I don't know. <laughs> he has unlimited powers okay. <laughs> Uh, Kristen or, or Travis, I, I don't know. Um, is what you sent me earlier today all of the information you have so far? Okay. Yes. Um, I'll talk about it with some staff tomorrow and see if um, there'll be any issue with the Renters Commission. Okay. Kind of okaying. Wonderful. Um, Could you email or forward this email to all the members of the Renters Commission, yes. please? Yes. Thanks so much, Kristen. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I won't sign anything until I hear back from you, Kristen. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to make a mistake here. Okay, a anything else on on that uh, potential study, research study? Okay, I'm really excited about that. I think this is. I'm so glad that connection was made. So I guess it goes back to you, Kristen, right? For six G. <laughs> yes. Um. So planning for your next meeting, uh, which is in mid-January, if there's anything specific you'd like on the agenda. I know there was interest in um, having some folks from rental housing come to a meeting as soon as possible. We're looking at February or March for that with rental housing, um, kind of depending on staff availability and then also 
um, uh, having this group put together some questions um, feels like uh, kind of the next couple of weeks with some holiday overlap might be hard uh, to compile and get questions over to rental housing and then give them time to prepare. So we're looking at February or March. Um, so with that in mind, do you have any um, kind of must-haves for January? <clears throat> I think update from both committees. Can I ask a question, Kristen? Sure. I think this was a clarification. So you said that by February or March, the rental housing staff might have some availability to chat about their processes or did I? Yeah, so I think it's highly likely that it will either be February or March, um, just depending on um, like the evening availability for, for that staff. Um, those staff members sometimes attend some other night meetings. So we're gonna take a look at the calendar and see what works best for everyone. So, and that will give you all plenty of time uh, to prepare any questions. AJ? Um, I was thinking maybe for the January meeting, it might be a good time just to start to have some more discussion around expectation of the timing for the town hall. Uh, maybe a little further down the line from that, but it may be a good time to at least have the discussions around that. I can um, be sure to follow up about the in-person uh, question that I have. Perfect. And then this grant item might come up um, also because that was kind of short. Um, okay. Hmm. Anything else? All right, so we can plan on that. Um, if any if anything comes up, please definitely send me an email and we'll see if we can get it on the agenda. Then I'll um, we move on to item seven reports. Go back to Zach. Thank you so much, Kristen. So uh, looks like we have three reports. I will start with 7-A, which is report from city council. So I'll open it up to our two city council members um, if you have anything to report back to us. Yeah, I can do a, a quick report. Um, I did communicate to our liaisons to HHSAB, uh, letting them know that they may want to consider uh, a new appointment. I know that Commissioner Wanza has not been to one of our meetings um, and, and their other selection has since left the commission. And so they are now aware that they might want to look for another person who could join us. Um, I am no longer on HHSAB, so I can't serve in that role in a, in an ad hoc capacity. Um, but, uh, I've let, uh, council members, uh, Song and Watson know. Um, 
also wanted to give you the heads up and this could potentially be an update or a, a potential thing to add to a January meeting um, if it comes together. Um, Council member Cornell reached out to me. Um, I think many of you may have heard about the um, death that happened at the Victory Inn with a carbon monoxide poisoning. And after that, she actually had a constituent reach out who explained that their landlord did not have carbon monoxide detectors in their apartment and they had to go out and, and spend their own money to do that. Um, so she is looking into and is working with me and a couple of others on um, making some changes to city code to require carbon monoxide uh, detectors, just like we would smoke detectors. Um, I know that that attorney riser has been working with her as well. And so I think there is a desire to get some feedback from this body um, and or to potentially even bring a draft for you guys to, to review and look at so that you're not having to add something else to your plates to draft to draft right away, um, but to bring something so that she could make sure that we're getting input from this group um, on something that one of her constituents is requesting and that I think I expected would be um, uh, supported overwhelmingly by this group as something that should be updated in the city code as well. Um, and so that could be coming soon. I'm waiting to hear back from her on how she would like to kind of engage with this group on that. Um, and then just one last update is that there are, we have a number of vacancies here. Um, the mayor has moved uh, appointments for one of the, the non-voting landlord seats, Jordan Else, who's actually listening in, um, is on the agenda for Monday. Um, and then uh, Jeff Lowe's, uh, who was an applicant, a long-term renter here in Ann Arbor, um, to replace the uh, former Commissioner Wolf. And then um, there is a, a resolution to remove Commissioner Cato um, and make an appointment there as well um, with Jamie Tibbetts. And so uh, Zachariah and I looked over uh, the applications for quite some time and made some recommendations. And then there are two additional vacancies, both for one for the non-voting landlord and one for um, Commissioner Welch, who resigned uh, from the body as well. And so I know that there is um, some interest in having uh, more more folks weighing in on the applications. And so there's another group of us that are working to schedule a meeting so that we can review those and, and make a joint recommendation for the additional seats. Thank you very much for that update. Um, and I have one question. Um, I know that you, you discussed talking with the city administrator about um, enforcement of early leasing ordinance and um, also right to renew. Uh, I was wondering if you have any updates on there or if you haven't had the chance. Uh, I, I actually messaged Kristen during this meeting that um, that she and I should set something up with him. So um, it has not happened yet. Okay, thank you. All right, well then I think that we can, does anyone else have any questions before we go on or comments? I also just want to, I, I don't want to assume that I had all of the updates. And so I don't know if uh, Council Member Harrison has any updates or from any of the other bodies she might serve on that might have input here as well. Actually, I'm going to ditto what you said. I actually was communicating a little bit with Jen just now regarding the um, carbon monoxide detector. So um, she basically said that um, she was going to move it forward possibly, but uh, we, you know, we do think that this would be heavily supported from this commission. So I'm excited about it. 
So that was it. Just the same thing. <laughs> Nothing else to add, but thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And I know this is kind of a tenuous connection, but I know that there's discussion about whether or not um, the city is going to go forward with attempting to ban natural gas in new constructions, which is related to carbon monoxide, because a lot of, you know, that's how the carbon monoxide poisoning happens is through gas appliances. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can tune into the Energy Commission. I, it's my understanding. <laughs> It is, it is currently with planning commission. Oh, um, excuse me. Yeah, that's right, because it would have to be a zoning thing, right? Yeah, so planning commission has had one public hearing, and then they actually postponed it, I believe. Um, is it February? I don't know if anyone on here knows the exact date. Um, postponed to a date in the new year, and so my expectation is there's going to be another opportunity for public to weigh in. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay, 7-B, um, the report from the HHSIB liaison, uh, we're going to have to go skip over that one. 7-C, report from staff liaison. Most of my updates were already uh, mentioned in the meeting I had, um, like uh, realm housing coming to the meeting update. Um, so the only, or, or, Right to right. Oh, um, so staff is working on getting the right to renew section into Unicode. Unicode is the um, like the city's vendor for um, code online. Um, so right now, um, eight five three one isn't in there, but we're working on it. Um, it's available elsewhere on the city's website. Um, and then my other main update is that working with um, IT on some website updates, um, hopefully some navigation improvements to be able to have a little bit more info um, instead of uh, just kind of one long um, page. So coming soon, I'll send out um, a link when it's updated. Thank you very much for your hard work, Kristen. Okay, any questions about that report? Okay, then I think we can move into our second public comment, uh, agenda point eight. All right, so the second public comment is an opportunity for members of the public to speak for up to three minutes to the Renters Commission about any topic. Um, anyone who would like to address the Renters Commission should press star nine if listening by phone or use the raise hand feature if you're using the web link. Um, the call is number is 877-853-5247 or 888-788-0099. Meeting ID 953-8080-1941. You can raise your hand now or press star nine. You can speak uh, to the Rentals Commission for up to three minutes. Kristen, I, I think you read the meeting ID incorrectly. I think you oh. the five and the three. So if you could read it one more time. Yes, sorry. The meeting ID to enter after you call in is 935, oh, I hear it now, 935 8080 1941. If you're watching, 
ETN also shows that on your screen. Um, so we'll give it just a few minutes. We do have a couple of people in the waiting room. All right, so seeing no um, indication from callers or attendees will close this public comment. We can move on to um, item eight. Should I introduce this? Oh, it does. Um, yes. Sorry. Um, That's okay. So it's fine. Um, just the communication. We just received one email uh, to the Renters Commission inbox. Um, it's kind of, oh, um, just with some concerns about the early leasing ordinance and right to renew. Go ahead. Councilmember Ladina. Um, I just wanted to share with the, the body also that this this email also came to all of council. And so a number of council members responded. Um, I did share my response with Kristen and Zachariah, and I am comfortable with them sharing it out to all of you. Um, so uh, if the body wanted to, to form their own response, they can. But I just want to let you know that this communication also went out to council. Um, I don't think we need to discuss this for too long, in my opinion, but um, I very much disagree with a lot of what Mr. Land had to say, and I have no idea why any of the recently passed ordinances would would make him treat his tenants worse, which is what he's, is, if I'm understanding correctly, is what he's claiming, and he's claiming that he's no longer replacing fridges as a result of the ordinance amendment. I really just don't see how the two are connected. Um, but I guess I'm disappointed that uh, he would talk about tenants in a pretty dis demeaning way, in my opinion. But that's all I have to say about it. See. And Nick? Thank you. I am... Um... I was going to pass on commenting also. We heard from Mr. Land, you know, early on in our meeting process, and I understand some landlords are frustrated with this uh, ordinance. But the thing that really, I mean, besides the example that he would be less favorably inclined to help a tenant because of the ordinance, the other thing that disturbed me was the statement that um, we're building in acrimony. I know, I know of no tenants and can think of no reason why tenants feel more acrimonious toward landlords because of the right to renew ordinance. If there's any acrimony, it's not coming from tenants. I will say on that note that um, the one repeated frustration I keep hearing from tenants is that they are very concerned about weightless deposits. I had someone uh, text me yesterday who was really worried that he was 
about, about paying a $2,000 deposit. And he didn't know if this was a good idea. All I could tell him was you should talk to student legal services immediately because he happens to be a student. Um, but there's so many different variations on these waitlist fees. And just because students are willing to pay them does not mean they want to pay them. And that's one thing that keeps on coming up again and again. Um, I think if, if anything, that's really building mistrust and, um, and uh, bad relationships between tenants and yeah. at the moment. And I hope we can address that in our ordinance in our enforcement committee. I agree. Cynthia? What kind of um, deposit was that? That the individual? It was, um, here, I can pull up the exact language. I forgot to email this. I just got this, I guess, today. Uh, I'll email it on to the rest of the commission. Uh, after I redact it, but let me take a quick look. Uh, essentially, the, their waitlist deposits um, or their deposits uh, to get to buy a, a, an option, uh, a contract option, where you are securing your place on a waitlist to potentially get a rental unit if one is available. But if, in many cases, if you are made, if you're offered that uh, rental unit and you don't, you refuse it, then you lose your money. Or in some cases, even if you, even if they can't offer a tenant um, the, the unit, you still lose your money. So even if there wasn't one available, you'd lose your money. Um, just predatory practices, basically, and just in general. Yeah, we, we have a lot of documentation of it, and I know there was some had disputed whether or not this some of these practices were occurring, but they definitely are, and we have um, emails to show for it. Okay, thank you. And I will mention that we do have a, a, a small group working on a report regarding these wait lists, um, the wait lists, as well as the deposits and fees that go along with them. Hopefully we'll have that ready by January, some or January meeting, but we'll see. Okay, to move on to the next item. Okay, and the next item is adjournment. So do we have a motion to, oh wait, is that correct? Or did I skip over anything? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did, oh, okay. did we skip over the reports from commissioners? I, I think that was in the agenda, but I didn't have it in my notes. Um, that was 7-D. Oh. So my bad, uh, should we? Well, my bad for not putting it in the notes. Um, so Sorry. yeah, absolutely, certainly. Okay, well, we'll go back and quickly do the, the reports from commissioners. I guess is the idea we just go down the list and if anyone has anything to share. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let me see. Um, all right. Well, I'll just go to the list. If you have anything to share, you can um, kind of share it to everybody. If not, that's totally fine. Um, we can keep going. Uh, so no pressure. But let's start with uh, AJ. Do you have anything to report back? Nothing to report. No. Okay. Thank you. Nick? Nothing right at this time. Thanks. Thanks. Dan Dan? No. Thank okay. you. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Gail? Sorry, no, I don't. Okay, I know you're our liaison, but I don't think you've had a chance to <laughs> share. So, uh, Patrick? I can send this over email, but I did just see something earlier today that um, there's going to be an upcoming training by the Fair Housing Center of Southeast and Mid-Michigan. I think there's a, a, a fee uh, to um, participate, but it's a, a housing advocates training. Um, I think I took this last year, and this is sort of like the maybe the next uh, step, a deeper dive into uh, practical fair housing and uh, landlord-tenant advocacy. Um, so I can forward that on to the uh, commissioners if they would be interested in, in participating. I think it is occurring in January, uh, the 17th through the 19th. But I'll pass that information along uh, in case folks are interested. Yeah, could you please email that to Kristen so that she can email it to everybody in the commission, please? Yeah, I can do that. It's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see, Lucy? Nothing to report. Thank you. Um, Richa? I just want to quickly respond to what Patrick said and also add a few updates, just based on communication that we've received from tenants and maybe some things I've read on forums like Reddit about tenant issues. So, Patrick, I also read about the housing advoc advocates training and I wrote to the team because like, I haven't taken the HAT plus training. Uh, I asked if we could read up on some materials, like prepare in advance and then go attend. And they recommended attending that the basic training, which they might schedule in March for those of us who haven't attended it in the past. So I think it's like a two-step thing. So you're right. Okay. If you have attended the, the, basic level thing you definitely are eligible to do the other one okay. but if anyone has not attended the basic one they they said they'll be scheduling something in march okay thank you yeah i think i took i i took the first session like last spring of march or april so mm -hmm. okay and yeah there were just a few complaints that we received within the graduate employees organizations housing caucus i did forward most of them to the renters commission like not necessarily expecting that we have answers to all of them but one issue was around uh, just difficulty navigating the residential portal uh, this came from courthouse square or like a courthouse square tenant which is an i think independent living apartment complex in the, the west side of Ann Arbor. Uh, the tenant was able to resolve it himself because he contacted the corporate office of RealPage, which is the company that has its own like systems where like I think any property management company can adopt and then have their tenants use to make payments and things like that. So just some issues maybe on accessibility because the tenant said that others in the building have also reported facing issues. So just wanted to flag that maybe one tenant has been able to resolve it because he was very uh, you know adamant on it and he 
has phone numbers of like legal experts and things like that from his past interactions with AATU two years ago. Um, so if at any point you want to look into issues the tenants are facing in certain, you know, in senior living properties, that's something to think about. Secondly, uh, a tenant that I, who I personally know mentioned that her building might be violating the short-term rental laws in the city. So I just sent the email to all commissioners asking if there's any any way that this, like, just to get some clarification on how the reporting process works for short-term rentals. Uh, so if I could get a response off, like, you know, outside of this meeting via email, that'd be really helpful. Or if off the top of your head, you know the clear steps for reporting violations, do let me know. The third thing was a recent complaint that came from a tenant who's renting from a property management company, just very unclear, haphazard communication around lease renewal. They've apparently not been emailing this tenant, but just been making phone calls saying that, you know, your apartment has been reserved by someone else. Uh, the tenant just felt like this was unexpected because there was no other communication that they could find, but asked them to double check in their emails. But I'm just saying that people... Landlords might not be putting it in writing, but they are still pressuring tenants through phone calls and things like that. So we should probably just keep amplifying the like any information around reporting these kinds of issues to us, to the city, things like that. But I believe this tenant would also will also be reaching out to Gail soon through student legal services. So that's one good step for them. But yeah, these were the main updates from tenants. Thank you, Richard, for the very thorough report. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. Is there any commissioner uh, that hasn't reported back out to us? No? Okay. Well, then I think we can move on to point eight, which is adjournment. Uh, so do we have a, mo a motion to adjourn our meeting? Someone has a hand raised in the attendees. I don't know if that... Oh. There's time for that. Yeah. Um, Kristen, is that all right if we allow for the for public comment? Yes. Okay. I'll allow Maria or Maria. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Maria. I'm actually also an attorney. I know many of you are on this commission as well. And I'm the parent of a student who's a freshman. And I wanted to share a little bit of a different perspective here. Um, you know, I don't see a lot of representation here for the undergrads. And I know that you guys hear a lot from the grad students, but I think that, you know, there's a little bit of missing perspective from undergrads. And um, you know, my student is really in a precarious position, but I don't think it's really that unusual. Um, these ordinances are probably causing some unintended consequences. First of all, um, you know, she's trying to make up her mind of what to do for next year. And unfortunately, there is not an alignment between what University of Michigan is requiring her to do as a freshman to renew her year in the dorm or to choose to live off campus next year. So she unfortunately is having to make her decision about the dorm much earlier than she's able to get a lease. And um, I've read the ordinance. I totally understand what's going on both this year and 
and what's going to be coming in the next year, which is going to make it even more difficult. And I've been talking to a lot of her friends, including sophomores, and like there's just a problem here. Like this thing is causing massive housing insecurity among the undergrads. They practically go the entire year before they even know that they've got secure housing for the coming year. These dates for for getting to be able to sign a lease on an apartment that's currently leased, which pretty much Ann Arbor's leased up for the year, they're so late in the year, the kids are practically leaving campus by the time they get a chance to sign a lease. And I mean, maybe this is just very different. You know, I went to school on the East Coast and, and you know, we had we were able to, you know, pretty much lock up our apartments, um, you know, in that January, February area and enjoy our second semester knowing that we had a housing situation for the coming year. And this calendar for the ordinance is not at all aligned with either the academic calendar, like it's way too close to finals, you know, the showings don't don't happen until very close to finals. Um, it's not aligned with what you have, University of Michigan is requiring of students to make a decision about staying in the dorm. I mean, I think that there's just not been a global look at what an actual undergraduate student's life is like as far as needing housing. I, I mean, I, as a parent, I've been very tempted to get in line with other parents and talk to you guys as a group because this is extremely uncomfortable for our kids. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. I do appreciate the comment. I, since I was an undergrad just this year, I think I can maybe respond to some of those points. Um, so first of all, the way it was before the leasing window, we attempted to change the leasing window, was that most people had already signed by October or November for the next year. And if you didn't get an apartment then, there was a good chance you weren't going to get a any sort of decent apartment for a student uh, at a later date. And one of the issues was actually the dorm assignments because um, the application deadline for getting a dorm or for turning in the application to get a dorm is actually in May. So um, according to the U of M website, so people were having to decide uh, whether or not they're going to go into dorm actually in all the way in October or November. And that was even worse for people who are applying to programs uh, that they wouldn't hear back from uh, until, you know, February, for example, which was the case for myself when I applied to a study abroad program. And I didn't know if I was going to be living in Ann Arbor until February. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people would get stuck in leases in October, November, um, uh, before they even knew what the future was going to be like for them. Um, and the idea was to push this back to more align it with the university's dorm schedule, actually, uh, in addition to some other things. But um, the purpose was to push back the leasing cycle so that it more aligned with both the, the dorm schedules, um, program schedules for students. Uh, unfortunately, what we've seen is a, a lot of these wait lists, I think, which has been um, kind of defeating the purpose of it. I hope that that addresses some of those points. But I, we are definitely trying to, you know, hear from undergrads. Uh, just last week, it was we were tabling on campus talking to to undergraduates uh, with a with a lawyer to give them some advice. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate I appreciate you listening. Um, uh, I just, you know, I just want to say, like, I think that, you know, it uh, October, November, I get get is, you know, I get that that's early and things transpire through the year. But where the calendar is now is exceedingly late in the year. And, and I think that people aren't looking at, you know, when can you show an apartment? Well, you can show an apartment when people are, you know, are studying for exams. I mean, just like April when they're getting ready for finals. I mean, the kids are gone from campus, you know, just weeks later. I personally would not want to be an undergrad and not know where I was living next year until like a few weeks before I was leaving for campus. I think it's just gone a little it's just, well, not even a little, I think it's just gone too far and too long in an effort to help a, a segment of the community. I think we're, we're, we're forgetting about like sort of the, the bigger group. That's it. Thank you very much though. I appreciate you listening. And um, I really would welcome the opportunity to figure out where, where we could get more input from a variety of viewpoints here. Most definitely. And I just wanted to uh, say before we go off to Richa, that we are doing um, a joint project with central student government to um, to uh, do a survey of undergraduate students and graduate students, but the majority of the responses are going to be from undergrads. We have a few hundred responses so far, uh, and hopefully we'll get that number up. Um, but I do want to say that uh, if, um, if a lease ends, um, at the end of August, it would be free to show and to sign at the end of March, which is a little bit, you know, that is definitely before finals, but I do understand the point. Thank you to the caller for calling in. If there are any other speakers who would like to speak, you can raise your hand. All right, seeing no hands raised, we'll close um, public comment. Okay, um, in which case we will go on to adjournment. <laughs> um, sorry, everybody, uh, but I, I really do appreciate the, the, the public comment. I'm glad we made time for that. Uh, so can we have a motion to adjourn again? Motion. Motion by Lucy, second. I enthusiastically second. Okay, thank you, Nick. <laughs> All those in favor of adjourning, say yay. 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 All those opposed say nay. Okay, with that we are adjourned. <laughs>